Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 289 for August 28th, uh, 28th easy for me to say, mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, hi, I'm Marty. And uh, hello. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> what, what, what are you enjoying uh, during this fine podcast record? Oh, this I just grabbed something from the beer fridge. It is a uh, absolutely nuts chocolate flavored hazelnut brown air, brown ale. Wow. So like a Nutella ale sort of thing. And, and uh, on that first sip, how is it? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, there was, I think, a four pack. This is, was the last one. So, okay. I've had, so, I've had so it you before. enjoyed it. You enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have, you know, you. People come over, they bring random beers, or I find a random beer at the store mm-hmm. that I sell. And he's just like, I got a whole bunch of random beers in the fridge down here. So I just grabbed the first one that uh, that uh, that my hand reached to, and here we are. So Nice, nice. Well, uh, thank you, dear listeners, for uh, hitting the play uh, on your pod-catching device, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is your phone, your Spotify queue, what have you. Uh, Patreon folks, great news. We have a brand-new edition of the Schlegel Soapbox. Indeed. Uh, the August 2022 edition is Justin uh, is hanging out with us fresh from Rehoboth Beach uh, and has his thoughts on. And holy crap, I can't believe it's only been that long since. Uh, I know. On the Vince McMahon retirement, uh, the takeover of one Paul Levesque uh, and the current state of AEW, which undoubtedly we will be getting into today. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to take a, a quick moment uh, at, at the top just to uh, throw out uh, one uh, had a good super art fight show on Friday. Congratulations. Uh, Friday evening. Um, there was one uh, notable bit. I mean, uh, good, good crowd, good attendance, good merch. It was a, it was a good evening to to uh, to do a show, that sort of thing. Uh, we had a gentleman in, in the audience uh, who, A, had to be told at a point uh, to uh, not try to outdo every joke me and Ross had. Ah, uh, aha. Uh-huh. And uh, so this was, this was my first post-pandemic heckler. And, <laughs> and typically I shut down. I, I, have a, I have a full Austin Aries, Lena Vega theory here, which is I don't engage. Uh-huh, I, just, uh-huh. I just shut down. Yeah. And uh, th- this gentleman had, uh, he thought it was a Rocky Horror thing where he could just engage the whole time. Right. That's not how it works. What I also found out later. Uh, and, was he and, streaming on his Twitch channel or something? Uh, no, thankfully. Um, what I did find out later, though, is uh, he he tried to uh, get fresh with some of our artists at the merch table. Oh, no. Uh, tried to make out with one of their hands. Oh, ooh. Yeah, and more than that, had open sores on his face. So oh. Shout out uh, that guy. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you needed proof that the world has returned 
from the pandemic era. Well, the freaks are out in kind. Yikes. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize you attracted the incel crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we play comic conventions and anime conventions. <laughs> it's bound to happen. Fair point. Uh, fair so, point. I wouldn't yeah. expect it at Autobar though. Yeah, no, yeah, fair point. I I it's funny I was talking to them and this was before I knew about everything, but I was talking to the, the you know, the the security guys slash people mm-hmm. running the, the venue for the evening. And uh, apparently they are just having a field day with Hopkins kids who just uh, don't understand uh, social, social mores, social interactions, or yeah. tipping. That's a big thing. Oh, Someone wow. got straight up like yelled at in front of the entire bar the other night for not, for not tipping. tipping. Well, they should yeah. be yelled at for not oh, tipping. Absolutely. That's certainly something worth scorning. Yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 an interesting time. Um, I name drop Super Hard Fight here because even though I can't say it uh, yet, I just want to lay the groundwork. There is a Super Hard Fight event coming later this year that I think listeners of this podcast in particular will be very intrigued about. Oh, and, uh, I, I I I will. You and I have talked a little bit about it offline. Uh, uh, oh, this the okay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, but I just wanted to take a moment and say. Um, Rough House listeners, OG538 folks, uh, be ready for something in the December time frame. It's, okay. it's going to be something really cool. I promise. Sh- should, should we should we rename the OG28 the 2022-22 uh, <laughs> for our 22 spins that we get? Uh, have gotten, you know, Again, so. that's only on Spotify, and I don't know about you. I don't listen to podcasts on there. Oh, actually, I don't even listen to Spotify. I'm an Apple Music guy because, of course, yeah, I am. You're that guy. I'm that guy. Um, yeah. But anyway – uh, the wild, the wide, wild world of professional wrestling is is worth digging into this week. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, in the ring, behind the scenes, and more. Um, I, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to AEW. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. The World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. The reign of Papa H continues there, Christoph. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, fully taken over here. He's brought some people back. He's moving some storylines ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, I haven't really – I didn't watch anything this week. I saw some yes. some tweets and stuff, but what's the what's the big hits of the week? Uh, well, uh, it started shortly after we recorded last. Okay. As, uh, Jeff Jarrett ha- is uh, no longer a part of the WWE. He is – F I double R E double D fired uh, as he has been shown the door uh, in seemingly record time uh, as VP of live events replaced by the road dog because, of course, road dog had to be rehired. Uh, I will argue and say that, no, he absolutely did not need to be rehired. But here we are. Had to be rehired. I mean, you know, look. If I'm taking over something, I'm going to bring in my people. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would also kind of read the room and uh, kind of see, you know, if you're looking to change uh, certain aspects of, you know, the backstage culture of your business mm-hmm. and the, your place of business, then, you know, maybe take a second guess as the people you're bringing back. Uh, I don't know. He, Brian James, a.k.a. Road Dog, seems like Michael Hayes Light to me yeah. in all the bad ways. Yes. Yes. So question markable uh, choice by, uh, by old Papa H here. 
I will say on the positive side, it sounds like Ryan Ward has been brought back on. Ryan Ward, who was uh, the writer uh, during the the prime uh, black and gold era. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, no, NXT. Ryan Ward, Ryan Katz, uh, who was the the prime black and gold writer for NXT, uh, and he also was writing SmackDown during the uh, basically the the quote unquote Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan era uh-huh. uh, of running the show, which I dare say was probably the most compelling SmackDown had been since the SmackDown Six era. So there are positives happening here. Okay. Uh, it it just feels like for every step forward, we've got to step back. Uh, right, yeah. For every Bailey and EO and Dakota, you yeah. get a hit row and Dexter Loomis. So <laughs> yeah, you, you get a carrying cross in the main event. And this yeah. week we got uh, to. Uh, I'm going to give a, a strong answer here. A tepid response. The return to WWE of Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I heard it was gangbusters. Not not that good of a pop for the for the old boy. No, I I and I will say the version I watched was what was uploaded to WWE on Fox's YouTube because it had the full, you know, straight from commercial break entrance mm-hmm. and everything. And I would say maybe a third of the crowd was pretty hyped, but that still means you got two thirds are just like I don't know who this short man is and yeah. and why he is. So darn happy to be back in this building where he won the NXT tag titles. Oh, man. Oh, is that where? Okay. All right. I was wondering why they would bring him back. Because weren't they just in fucking Cleveland? No, it was AEW that was in Cleveland. Never mind. Because yeah, yeah. uh, they were they were in Toronto, correct? Yes, when, they where... were in Toronto, uh, which which led to a, a post-Raw promo that we're going to talk about also. Okay. But uh, Gargano uh, returned to WWE, and it looks like he's being put... Right into a feud with someone who we hadn't seen since the return of Papa H, uh, at least in anywhere near a prominent role as he had had, that being one theory. Uh, theory getting mic time and a real angle for the first time uh, since Vince had uh, uh, departed. Yes, he did okay. run in in the main event at SummerSlam, but otherwise he'd just been kind of doing a match here and there and getting squashed. Yeah. Nothing very exciting for, for Theory. Um, but, uh, basically the, the story is because theory and Gargano were teamed up as the way on NXT, uh, theory wants to show Gargano that he's outgrown him and, and, uh, you know, uh, he's no longer useful to him. And basically I have a hunch. This means Gargano is going to get the money in the bank briefcase. At some I was point. just going to say the same thing. Yeah, no, this is, this is a hundred percent Gargano getting that money in the bank briefcase and, and triple H putting him right up into the main event, uh, which I'm not sure that's going to pan out. Uh, like yeah. you said, you know, sure. Some crowds will know and, and appreciate a Johnny Gargano, yeah. But, you know, uh, to, to borrow a line from the IWC, uh, who is this guy? Why wasn't there any kind of video package showing me who he was and what he's done? So interestingly enough, there was no video package explaining who he was nor what he has done. Right, right. Well, those people who said that about AEW were uh, suspiciously silent when they did it in WWE. I, I will say I did see some of, of uh, the, the more outspoken AEW fans saying this about Johnny Gargano on Tuesday, which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, just a bit of turnabout there. Uh, also on Raw, uh, we found out that the Toxic Attraction, who won their match the prior Friday to advance in the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, uh, who they themselves were a replacement duo for the 1-6 Mafia, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they would be out of the Tag Team Title Tournament due to an injury to Gigi Dolan. Now, I don't know if the injury was legit, 
because I can also tell you that match was the drizzling shits. So, <laughs> and that's that's Priscilla Kelly, right? Yes, yes, the okay. former Priscilla Kelly. Uh, they they did not say specifically her injury, which typically means a concussion. But uh, I, I also would not be shocked if it just was a, a situation where they said um, that sucked. Please don't bring them back. And they were replaced by whom? Or just uh, they? What they decided to do. Skip a buy. Uh, uh, was uh, they were they were doing a um, uh, a match between uh, Raquel and Aaliyah and uh, Natalia and Sonia Deville. So mm. Raquel Gonzalez uh, and uh, Aaliyah won that. So now we will have a tag team championship finals of uh, Io Sky and Dakota Kai against Raquel Gonzalez and Aaliyah. Gee, wonder who's going over there. And I keep saying the wrong name. She's Raquel Rodriguez now because she can't be Gonzalez. Whatever. Yeah, I know it doesn't really matter, but I... I, Female giant Gonzalez. Yes, exactly. There you go. Um, Edge returned to the ring on Raw as well. Had a pretty decent match with Damian Priest. But what most people were talking about was his promo after the show. Okay. Uh, Yes, there was a, a whole bit... Uh, where it looks like there's going to be a, a situation between uh, Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix. But uh, after the show, uh, Edge cut a promo talking about how uh, he started his career in Toronto in WWE uh, 20-some-odd years ago. It would be really good because we come through here every summer if this time next summer we all see each other and I can say goodbye. Huh. So. It sounds like the, the Edge return is uh, going to be wrapping up in the next year. Okay. I mean, you know, it was nice to see him back. But really, I'm trying to think of anything super standout-ish that he's done post-Royal Rumble return. And I'm coming up short. Are you not remembering the greatest wrestling match of all time, Chris? Uh, is, it, is this your opinion or Ryan Satin's opinion? Uh, this was what it was billed as. Yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> was the the thirty five minute brawl around the PC. Oh uh, no 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 that that was that was uh, mania that year. This oh, was okay. the follow up they did at Backlash, the, oh. the pre taped match between him and Orton that was promoted in advance as the greatest wrestling match of all time, and oh. it was it, decent. But also, uh, Edge tore his bicep reshooting the finish, which put him on the shelf for a few months. Genius. Yeah, which then led to him coming back, the Judgment Day heel turn. Yeah. He kicked out uh, the Judgment Day, etc. Again, nothing has really stood out <laughs> <laughs> since his return at the Rumble, which was a great moment, a, a fantastic moment, an all-time yeah. moment, uh, especially for the Royal Rumble and for Edge himself. So, yeah, that that's great. But, yeah, everything else has just kind of been, oh, okay. Beyond cool. that, we've basically been in a holding pattern on the road to Clash at the Castle, which is coming up next Saturday, uh, September 3rd, right. from uh, England, uh, <laughs> in front of 60,000 people. Okay. And uh, it, it's to the point where they even taped two SmackDowns back-to-back on Friday. Uh, oh, okay. Part of it's because I, I believe the second SmackDown is going to be preempted for baseball playoffs and aired on Fox Sports 1, unless I have timing wrong. Yeah, and we're not in baseball playoffs okay. yet. Then maybe they just taped it because they knew they were going to be going to England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do know there's some some preemptions coming up, so maybe I just conflated the two stories. That's fine. Apologies if so. Nevertheless. How dare you. You're fired. Uh, Get out of here. All right. Good night, everybody. End of episode. How's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Nice> it, though? <laughs> uh, but 
it, it just been build for that. I mean, yes, you had some great continued back and forth between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and, and all of that. But fact is, we're pretty much locked and loaded for Clash at the Castle Go Home Show being tomorrow night on Raw. Uh, we're going to have Lashley versus The Miz on that show. The Usos and Zayn are going to be coming over from SmackDown because they still try to act like it's a brand split, even though we know it's not really. Right. Um, but on paper, the card for Clash at the Castle isn't half bad. Uh, of course, we've got the main event, which is going to be Roman Reigns defending against Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. which I have to assume is going to be a title change. Now, are both titles up for grabs? Uh, yes, because it is the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Wow. Really need to clean that shit up. Um, yeah. And the rumor is that, you know, Triple H is looking at new titles. So once, you know, maybe you get a change to to a because you got to imagine, like you said, uh, Drew McIntyre in England, you know, the guy that has been attempted to be the big guy, you know, he got settled with the pandemic and all that sort of thing. Well, oh, I should correct myself. It's technically in Wales because it's Cardiff. So it's OK. It's in the UK. Yes. OK. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> All right, the United the, the, Kingdom. The English don't want the Welsh getting credit for them, and vice versa. And well, Drew McIntyre is Scottish too, so we're yeah, we're, it, we're all mess. we're hitting it's all the mess. UK here. Yeah. Okay, we'll just we'll just make it all UK. You know, yeah, it's just easier that way. Um, but being in the UK, a UK wrestler, I'd imagine big story here would be for him to um, to win. Now, this is happening live in in the UK so it will be earlier in the day live here on the east coast or yes, are they delaying it, it? yeah it, it will be live earlier in the day uh according to the poster i'm looking at it will be airing starting at 1 like, p.m. Okay. eastern yeah so right. that'll be a saturday afternoon show okay um and uh we've got as mentioned Drew McIntyre uh, versus Roman Reigns. We've got the match we were talking about very excitedly last week, the uh, Intercontinental title match between Gunther and Sheamus. Riddle versus Walter. Seth. Uh, Riddle versus Seth freaking Wa- Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler and a six-woman tag match. Uh, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Bianca Belair against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, who are rumored to have, based off of a recent trademark filing, the name of Damage Control. Uh, would Marvel have something to say about that? <laughs> I was thinking that also, but it's it's spelled Katurl, so maybe not. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Um, sure. That will uh, undoubtedly get some more matches added to it. Have uh, they gimmicked up the uh, Riddle-Rollins match, or is it just a... Not yet. Okay. It's just listed as a straight match. I could see that getting last man standing, no DQ, street right. fight, something like that. Uh, but r- as of right now... Uh, it is just going to be, you know, that uh, just a match. Gotcha. Okay. Well, enjoy uh, watching that, people. Yeah, I mean, who uh, will be watching that? It it's probably going to be a decent card. Um, but what I think is interesting is the next day at four Eastern, they will be running a NXT slash NXT UK show. So that literally hours before uh, All Out starts. So is that taking place in the UK? No, it's taking place in Orlando at the Performance Center. Okay, all right. Yeah. Let's, so then all the UK people are definitely losing then. <laughs> yeah, well, the matches announced so far are unification matches of titles. So the oh. main for that is Braun Breaker unifying with Tyler Bate. 
And then Gee. they have a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship and the UK Championship uh, with Mandy Rose, Mike, uh, Mako Satamara, and Blair Davenport just because. And that's B Priestley, yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Great. I mean. I assume we're going to have uh, some combination of the NXT and the NXT UK title, uh, tag titles God. as well. I, I guess Blair Davenport's there, so uh, you don't have to have Mako Satamar eat a pin by Mandy Rose. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> or, God forbid, Blair's going to win both belts. Well, you know. Yeah. Is she still with uh, with Osprey? Or is I that... don't believe so. I think they, yeah. they, they split. Uh... After he gave her an Oz cutter? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I believe they, they uh, have split, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, I don't they're I, still I don't happy know. together. Who knows? Pay attention to Brev. that. Of. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah that that's that's what we're looking at i mean none of it's bad per se uh it's 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 definitely a, a bit aggressive to run an nxt quote-unquote takeover with like two weeks notice um it, it's also aggressive to run it the same day although not head-to-head with all out which yeah. uh, is a pay-per-view that is a week from today and technically doesn't have a main event true True. Yeah. yeah. A lot which, of uh. which again we will talk about in just a few moments. Before yeah. that though, let's dip into the cool waters of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, there's stuff happening. New Japan Pro Wrestling, though we are in the post G1 doldrums, did mm-hmm. announce a bunch of matches for upcoming shows. And okay. also, New Japan US managed to piss off the internet by having Chris Dixon appear on the most recent set of strong tapings last Sunday night. He's had some uh, uh, speaking out stuff against him, yes? Yes, and he's suing his accusers. Oh, that's not a good look. No, it's not. Are the claims against him substantiated? There are multiple people backing them up. It's not a good look, bro. No, no. And it's worth noting that previously on a New Japan Strong taping, they filmed, but ultimately did not air, a return of Marty Skrull. Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah. When they were doing the closed COVID tapings? Yeah. Wow. That must have just totally left my mind. Yeah. Yikes. not a good look for the New Japan Strong booking team, whoever they may be. I mean, I have my assumptions of who was on that team, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a little icky. I don't like that. Anyway. Yeah. We are going to have the Burning Spirit Tour, which kicks off September 2nd in Yokohama. <laughs> Kind of love their naming. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and it's going to wrap up with Burning Spirit and Kobe mm-hmm. on September 25th. Kobe. Kobe, and uh, that's got a few title matches. Uh, as uh, Will Osprey will defend the the IWGP US United States uh, Heavyweight Championship against uh, David Finley. Carl okay. Anderson will be defending the Never Openweight Title against Roshi Tanahashi, and okay. the Junior Tag Champions from United Empire of TJP and Francisco Akira will defend against Raisuke Taguchi and Master Wado. Oh wow! Yeah, you're really selling me on this show. Uh, also on this tour, the uh, September 5th and September 6th shows will be the first to allow crowd cheering for the first time since the pandemic Good. started. So hopefully that will go well. Then in October, on October 10th, a uh, big show from Sumo Hall in Tokyo. It is Declaration of Power. 
<laughs> you know what? Give whoever names their show a raise. <laughs> and uh, the top two matches announced for that are uh, Kazuchika Okada against Jonah in based off of the rumor mill, what may be Jonah's farewell to New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right, unless he gets a, uh, a rematch at New Japan Soaring Strong Style. <laughs> and then in the weirdest main event, to say out loud, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Jay White will defend against Tama Tonga. Okay. I mean, you know, he, they broke from the BC a while ago, so that's been brewing for a bit. Also announced were the first uh, matches for the uh, New Japan Stardom Historic Crossover Show coming up in November. Uh, they will have Suzuki versus Maki Ito. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Maki Ito is not in Stardom, oh, okay, so sorry. so not so much there. Uh, right. But we uh, are going to get uh, a six-person or sorry, an eight-person tag. It's going to be El Desperado Doki. Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe against Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taichi, Natsupoi, and Tam Nakano. Okay. I, I, I know uh, seven of those eight names. Yes. Uh, which one do you not know? The first one. The one you said after Taichi. Uh, Natsupoi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 if I know my stardom people well, and I don't, I believe she <laughs> is a comedy worker. But Okay. Uh, hey, right. we'll get to find out in October. Uh, we're going to have, uh, Tom Lawler and Siori go against Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia, who have been calling themselves ZS Julia. I gotta say, Julia has been a new, uh, Twitter obsession of mine. She's pretty great. Oh my God. Very athletic. Very, very. So talented. And also look at Tom Lawler getting a pretty prominent booking after one tour. Right. Uh, and, uh. Where uh, the stars start to come out even further, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Utami, ha- I'm going to try this last name, ha- Hayashi Shida uh-huh. will go against Hiroki Goto and Maika, M-A-I-K-A. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, The whole college? Yes, yes. The entire <laughs> college. That's a Baltimore <laughs> yes, joke. Yes, that, that is a local <laughs> reference, but it's a damn fine one. I just want you to know. All the art students. Yes. Um, also, uh, we will see the finals of the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament. There will be uh, two quarterfinal matches at the Royal Quest show. Which is getting uh, stacked, by the way. Yeah, that'll be on October se- – sorry, it'll be the second night of Royal Quest too. Uh, which will be October 2nd in England. Okay. Um, but uh, the finals will be on the November 20th show, the uh, official crossover show. And they said the first title defense will be at Wrestle Kingdom. So, um, wow, okay. Uh, not a lot of defenses coming up for that, but uh, I, I think it's pretty cool that the belt itself uh, looks like the old IWGP title from the 90s. But cool. added to Royal Quest 2 is FTR. Uh, they will be on both yeah. nights of the show. Also on that will be Okada, Naito, and Zack Sabre Jr. So, like you're saying, stacked. Yeah. Should be some exciting stuff coming up real soon. It's looking nice. For New Japan, thankfully. Okay. All right. Now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. 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 Nothing. Now, let's get into the messiest part of the week. (laughs) AEW Dynamite was not just... On TBS on Wednesday, apparently it's going off in the locker room on a regular basis. Pop, pop. Last week, we were talking about the whole CM Punk work shoot to do. Turns out that was the tip of an iceberg of issues going on backstage 
in AEW, which uh, culminated this week in an all-hands meeting ran by Tony Khan. Uh, and Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. and Pat Buck. Uh, in case you're wondering where the power lies currently in AEW, <laughs> right? there you go. Yeah. So basically the guys who started it and Cody's friend. Yeah. So. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it just it, it it's interesting that that is the makeup. Also, Pat Buck in that mix and not QT. I thought QT was Cody's friend. Hmm. Anyway, uh, the thing that I thought that was particularly funny about all of this uh, with regards to the, t- the talent meeting was part of the reason why they're holding this talent meeting was due to reports hitting all of the known wrestling media uh, about unrest in the locker room. Yeah. And uh, an intent to talk these issues out before they get blown up and shared to the press. This meeting was announced the same day to the press by someone. And shortly after the meeting happened, all of the tales were all of the details were then leaked out to the press. Yeah, that's uh, not a good look. No, 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 it was not. So Uh, I guess the, the the big hits from this this thing is that um there are beefs uh you know between performers backstage mm-hmm. there according to some reports there is a feeling of it's you know AEW originals versus the XWWE guys that have come mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. there's also you know apparently top of the card versus bottom of the card more used versus less used and mm-hmm. you know which bleeds into the AEW original versus XWWE guys sorts of situations there um you know there have been reports and you know somebody's liked tweets tend to tell a lot about uh you know mindset going in and i think miro and andrade have had both liked um tweets over the past couple weeks i I want to address one of those okay so miro yeah he he was doing some shady liking um uh full credit to this turn of phrase uh from uh lucha blog who uh the cubs fan who is Mm -hmm. probably forgotten more about lucha than most you know oh, americans no, he, will ever on top know. of this shit yeah uh he just said oh i see everyone's now learning that basically all you need to do is tag a luchador on twitter to get them to like it so oh, okay they they are not um particular with their likes gotcha gotcha okay yeah so andrade uh, maybe not so much but miro definitely some shady liking going on there yeah yeah so you know, which is weird because he's one of the ex WWE guys, but right there he hasn't been featured super prominently yeah. recently. Yeah. And you know, he's been doing some fine promo work, and they're building the something with him, Sting, and Darby versus the House of Black, which House will Black. probably end up on uh, All Out at this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if not pre-show, then show. some some kind of you know fun thing. It would be a shame for all six of those people to be you know on the pre-show, right. but. Um, if it's a showcase match to get people last minute people on the fence to buy the pay-per-view, then that's a different story. I mean, House of Black and uh, uh, Lucha Bros and um, Death Triangle or, or who was it? Uh, Eric Redbeard. They had an absolute. Oh, yeah. Banger, uh, or sorry, yeah. it's Pac and Penta and Redbeard. They had an absolute banger on yeah. them, and it was on the pre-show. So yep. you had another you, match. You can that, make a lot uh, out Pac of Penta it. Didn't win. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. Um, and you know, I, I kind of understand it, but I feel like there hasn't been that much disruption in 
momentum for people? Like, are there some people who, if I took a look at, say, the double or nothing 2021 card versus the 2022 card, there's a difference. Okay. I mean, hell, you know what? Let's do that right now. Let, yeah. Let's let's, let's go have ourselves a, a, a fun a fun little uh, comparison. Pull that bitch up. Where are they now? Uh, double or nothing. Double or nothing 2021 edition. Yeah. Double or nothing 2021. I can't remember shit that happened a year ago. Okay. So in 2021... We had da, 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 da. the buy-in was Serena Deeb versus Riho. Okay. Neither one of those were on the wait. I'm sorry. Deeb was on 2022. I think. Was that the Thunder Rosa match? Yes. She was against okay. Thunder Rosa there. Uh, Hangman Adam Page against Brian Cage. I remember that match fucking ruling. Yes. And, uh, and Cage is relegated to a third tier uh, Ring of Honor stable. Yes. So Hangman, former world champ, lost his belt at yeah. Double or Nothing. Brian Cage demoted to Ring of Honor. Okay. Brian Cage. I could see why you would be mad, but also you're dumb. So whatever. <laughs> Young Bucks defending the tag belts against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Both of them were on the Double or Nothing card. Mm-hmm. Um, both in prominent spots, Bucks against the Hardys and Moxley and Kingston were in the casino, uh, chaos. What the fuck did they call that? The big cage uh, match. The uh, big, uh, anarchy in the arena. That's yeah, that's it. Jungle Jericho boy special. won the casino battle Royale, eliminating Christian cage, which started that whole thing. Yep. Uh, and again, both of those guys help. They're going against each other at the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Cody Rhodes defeated Anthony Agogo. God, well, that was, whew. Yeah. Well, we know what happened there. Yeah. Well, Gogo's back. He is on dark. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at least we saw him in a backstage thing with the factory. Yeah. Miro defeated Lance Archer for the TNT title. Miro, again, has been spotty on TV, as has Archer for that. uh, Well, Archer was away doing G1. So. Right. But before that, it was a lot of touch and go. Like, if it weren't for Forbidden Door, I don't know that he would have been on television. Fair. Britt Baker defeated uh, Hikaru Shida. Uh, Britt's been the women's division, for better or for worse. Shida, as we saw this week, has gotten ice fucking cold, (laughs) which is sad. It is. Well, she hadn't been around for a long time. Yeah. Still a bummer. Um, Sting and Darby Allin defeated the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Hey, look, there's literally two people who I can see why they'd be pissed off about where they are or aren't on the card. Yeah, yeah. They were two away from the main event. A year ago, Sky had probably the worst TNT title reign ever. And there have been a couple not great ones. But, yeah, that's definitely uh, maybe one of those Sammy reigns is up there with them. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty, pretty bad. And, I, yeah, if I were either one of those guys, you know, yeah. thankfully we haven't seen Dan Lambert in a while. Yeah, um, very true. And, but in turn, we haven't seen either Sky or Paige in a while either. Yeah. So, but it yeah. looks like Paige is getting a new story. He's going to be part of the Stokely crew. Oh, yeah, that's right. If that ever, you know, fully happens. Yeah. So it'll be what, what? It'll be Stokely, the Ass Boys, uh, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, and according to a uh, graphic that he posted, one more. Okay. I mean, that's a ragtag group, but it could work. I Kenny guess. Omega defended the world title against Orange Cassidy and Pac. One is the all Oh, my God, champion. that match ruled. One is, like, the most over guy in the company. So. Yeah. They're fine. And then uh, the main event was Stadium Stampede, inner circle of Jericho, Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz against the pinnacle of Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, MGF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. 
Um, yeah, the lesser of two stadium stampedes. Yes, yes. Uh, Inner Circle has imploded. We have JAS now. Santana is uh, injured slash pissed at Ortiz and not sure. Possibly leaving AEW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guevara, uh, Jericho, Hager, still JAS. Pretty much the exact same spot on the card they were. Right, um, right. FTR is definitely bigger Seven than star. they were. Yeah. Sure. Um, MJF Wardlow. is in limbo wardlow and then you have sean spears where again nobody cares well (laughs) no one except for probably him because if there's anyone who has a possible legitimate grievance it would be him because he was brought in like at a semi-main upper mid-card level well because he was friends with cody i get it and i'm not saying i want him at that level I'm just saying if there's anyone who has a legitimate grievance and would be one of those people saying to TK, what the fuck? What about me? I've been here. He's probably one of them. Yeah, he's been here, but he hasn't done anything worthwhile. I mean, I, 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 I understand the mind, his, yeah. you know, what his possible mindset is. But if I'm Tony, yeah. I'm like, OK, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Enjoy what, catering until your contract runs out, fucker. What was also interesting was they addressed uh, that WWE had been attempting to contact AEW talent saying, hey, you know, uh, when your contract's up, don't sign anything. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe talk with us. And that's tampering. And uh, the chief legal officer of both AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars sent an email to Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan right before the talent meeting telling yeah. them to not tamper with AEW talent. So. I mean, hey, you know, you, you do it through proper channels. You know, yeah. legally, you know, you know, throw the warning out there. And I don't know how true it is, but Tony Khan has always said he never talks to anyone before the 90 days are up. Yeah. I mean, and that's possible that he doesn't talk to anyone before their 90 days are out. <laughs> it may entirely be. All right. Uh, which one of you guys is friend? Like if I'm just going to yeah. throw out a recent name, which one of you guys is friends with Keith Lee? Mm-hmm. All right. How about you shoot him a text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, thank you. you Gave some interest for me. Just, just, yeah. just be friends. Just be friends. I didn't yeah, ask yeah, you to yeah. do it. I didn't right. ask you to do it. Wasn't me. But I get it. At the same time, we also found out about two issues. One of which got revealed over the course of Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, there was a backstage issue between Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. which resulted uh, in their planned pay per view match at All Out being totally pulled off the card. And also, uh, Sammy defending himself in such a way that actually he made himself look worse in the situation. Shocker. Uh, and also gave credence to the original report that no one wants to work with Sammy anymore. Well, apparently Kingston pitched the the angle. Yes, because you know, no one so, was working with Sammy. Well, you know, yeah. you know, Kingston wants to find a way on the card and... Sure, a, a match with Sammy is profile enough to, to get on the card. Right. Um, even though it continues this further on of BCC and, uh, you know, Eddie and Proud and Powerful against fucking JAS, which. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on from so way bad. over that. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. But, um, yeah, you know, I read Sammy's full statement and, <clears throat> you know, he goes into, you know, he's he explained that normally when people are doing an angle and are going to do promos, they will give each other a list of things to not talk about. Right. Um, and according to Sammy, Eddie didn't do that. Right. Uh, whereas Sammy did. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy goes out and, you know, calls 
Eddie uh, uh, Kingston, you know, a fat piece of shit. Yes. And, you know, then Eddie is uh, pissed off because it's a, it, you know, it's, I mean, it's a cheap way to get some heat. Um, and, you know, it's just body shaming is typically not cool. And, but really the, the main reason, and it was something that he pointed out that Chris Jericho wrote yes. is don't bury your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, Something because, some other people in AEW could learn to take to heart. Right. Because when Eddie, who was planned to beat Sammy at All Out, yeah. beats you, then a fat piece of shit beats you and it makes you look worse. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say there's a video of the, the full promo, which yeah. was supposed to be on uh, Rampage two weeks ago and was cut. Um, there's a video of it. And uh, as you and I talked about, I'm mostly pissed off because Ortiz did some killer comedy work in that. He did. He's just screaming about how he wanted to kill him, and he's gonna kill him, and he's gonna die. <laughs> Which, like, ten out of ten, crazy Ortiz eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's good shit. Yeah, but instead yeah. we didn't get that. Uh, so now also, Sammy I'm, doesn't have a pay per view match, and Eddie suspended because they hadn't they got into a, a scuffle backstage. There was a pull apart. Eddie yeah. high faced uh, Sammy yeah. uh, and was suspended for two weeks. So yes. he's so back long. now, but they don't get a pay per view match out of it. Yeah. Um, both, I mean, credit to Eddie when Eddie was confronted with it because he was the first one who commented on it publicly. He just said, well, "It's Eddie. He's, yeah. gonna, he's not going to lie." And yeah, step back but he something. straight up was like, "I'm not going to lie. I screwed up. I own it. I want to move on." So yeah. Sammy then writes like this two thousand word essay, which Note, goes to fight you know, full Apple Notes. Yeah, yeah, about right. oh here's here's how I screwed up, and it's like, dude, you could have just let it sit. Uh, and Kingston still trying to burn the fire for it. How about we just move on? Uh, including yeah. a, a great post where he's like, look, we did over a million. My boy Mox is the f- champ and my best friend just had one of the best matches of the year. Can we talk about that, please? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie and Penta forever, baby. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of it, we had during Dynamite, which we'll get through our normal report of, uh, we had on Dynamite Thunder Rosa announced that she had lost her smile. I'm sorry. She announced that she had a back injury and uh, uh-huh. would have to give up the AEW world title. We would be getting a uh, interim title uh, for. So it's not really giving up the title. It's just taking a hiatus. Right. Right. Uh, so we will have another interim champion after just cleaning up the last one. Uh, yeah, that's I, don't, be, I don't love it. That's going to be decided in a four way match uh, between uh, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hayter and. Hikaru Shida. Why can't you just have this woman win the title and then when Thunder Rosa comes back, just gets a rematch for the title she never lost? Is that fucking easy? Why do you have to, to muck it up with all this interim bullshit? I, I think it's because TK really likes UFC. This Nobody is, else fucking does. This, this is a straight up UFC, UFC move to, to have an interim champion because you know, the actual champion didn't get beat. It's not UFC. I recognize. I, I get where he's taking it from. I don't like it. Um, so where, how do we get into this? Rosa has had, and I think we even talked about it on here. She's had some accusations of, mm-hmm. um, sandbagging, sandbagging and, and, and not being a very giving worker being difficult um, to work with. Yeah. yeah. Both uh, in the ring and out. It, yes. Inside the ring and outside the ring. Um, word had come out that apparently, the issues between Rosa and Britt were actually legitimate, although mm-hmm. they could work professionally in the ring with each other, which explains, you know, how good of matches they have had. Right, because they're beating the fuck out of each other. <laughs> they yeah, each other. yeah they're, they're working through some real shit right there. 
Um, also, it had come out uh, that apparently, uh, according to uh, David Bixen's fans reporting, Rosa has been known to yell at extras backstage at dark tapings. Mm, that's um, not cool. Although the bit that is unclear is whether or not uh, those extras were women who she had booked through her Mission Pro company. Right. Um, so it may be less of a berating, more of a tough, tough love. love situation. Yeah, right. Um, and it definitely sounds like there's sort of a mixed bag on depending on the source that you get that either Rosa is stiff or just likes to work snug, uh, that Rosa is a pain in the butt or just very particular. Uh, basically, in short, like many middle school essays, Thunder Rosa is a land of contrasts. And I, I think that's the best way to look at it right now, uh, beyond the fact that uh, apparently Jamie Hayter was going to legit beat the shit out of her. After well, after Rosa broke after her nose. Rosa broke her nose, yeah, uh, and I, I, I will would go just after say, whoever breaks my nose. I will just say for me, knowing the spot that it was, it feels a little silly to be that mad about it. It was just like she posted up for uh, Brainbuster and didn't get all of it, and her knee hit her in the face on the way up. Like it, it looked to me like an innocent mistake. But maybe there's more there that I don't well, know. Well, yeah, because haters with Brit and there's, you know, a yeah. lot to unpack there. I don't know. I, I tend to believe uh, from my own experiences with Hunter Rosa that she's just uh, just not, a, not kind a, of a human being, kind of a, sh- a shit person. So, you know, yes. Yes. We'll, take, we'll leave it at that, I guess. Did that audio ever make it to the Patreon? I th- it, it may be up there. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember if I edited it out or not. Yeah, I may have left uh, it in there. But dig through the Patreon for my Lucha Underground interviews from uh, my second trip to the temple and uh, Cobra Moon. Cobra Moon, not, not the uh, best uh, interview subject. Yeah, no, she was not fun. Yeah, uh, which again, any number of different things. But the timing is very suspect that the week of a pay per view and look, wrestlers have bad injuries. Wrestlers. Either A, choose to work hurt all the time, or B, don't. Uh, and it's suspect. The timing of it is suspect, especially because word was that uh, Tony was going to be winning the belt at All Out. So. Well, I mean, you know, there's still a chance of that happening. Honestly, I if I had my druthers, I would strap up Jamie Hayter. But that's me personally. That's no, And I like Tony Storm, too. Tony probably has the momentum going yeah. for her at yeah. this point and it probably will be her yeah. um leading to a match between the two of them down the line but uh you know hater has been the i think underrated workhorse of the division over the past few months and I, I would like to see you know some appreciation given for that but in terms of the rest of dynamite uh hell it was a hell of a card uh including a undisputed world championship match between Punk and Moxley and a semi-final match for the Trios tournament between Death Triangle and the undisputed uh, or not undisputed, United Empire United Empire team yeah. of Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. And with that, of course, we started with a promo as Chris Jericho came out and uh, called out Daniel Garcia for his face-to-face. Despite what our dear friend Justin says, I still really like Daniel Garcia, and I thought he did a decent <laughs> job in this promo. He did a uh, decent job. I mean, he's not super like, you know, animated and super, no. you know, 
but this promo didn't really call for a lot of anime. He's he's a he's a man torn between, you know, he's mm-hmm. in inner turmoil here. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, he did fine. You know, it's, it's not going to go down in the history of greatest um, promos ever. No, but no. It, it told the story. You know, it's it torn between his his mentor and his hero, mm-hmm. and you know, pro wrestler versus sports entertainer. And uh, you know, Brian came out, and Jericho was already out there, and Jericho tried to get handsy again, and he got mm-hmm. shoved down, and Brian's laughing his ass off. And now we're gonna get the American Dragon versus Lionheart, Chris Jericho at all out, which you know, I still feel like there are better uses for Brian Danielson than a match against Chris Jericho in 2022. But here we are. Agreed. Uh, I, if anything, I'd be happier if they decided to do a rubber match between Danielson and Garcia. Right. Well, they already um, did two out of three falls. Which, yeah. I guess but, that, that gets you there. But still, yeah. uh, each guy has a win over each other. Um, it just, or just do Jericho versus Jericho versus Garcia. Or Jericho break, versus Garcia. Yeah. That break would have been you know, give, awesome. Give, also. give Garcia the rub. But really what I want to point out is the yeah. missed opportunity they had. They did not have a moment where Jericho and Danielson went full Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck and started yelling pro wrestler sports entertainer, pro wrestler sports entertainer. (laughs) The opportunity was there. And if anyone in AEW is going to understand the value of being a live action Looney Tune, I would assume it's Chris Jericho. But I don't think he's self-aware enough. Unfortunately, Brian, definitely Jericho, not so much. Then we had Dax Harwood against Jay Lethal. Dax Harwood. God, I forgot again, this happened. Proving he is one of the greatest workers in the world as the typically dull as dishwater. Jay Lethal was carried to a hell of a match. Um, again, I know Lethal is decent enough, but I rarely give a shit about him. And I gave a shit about this match. Uh, Wait, yeah. The real yeah. unfortunate part, though, was these uh, assholes, these assholes being on the outside and uh, their interference resulting in Dax Harwood losing to a roll up with a handful of tights. Yeah. Um, more oh. importantly, though, uh, Sanjay announced that, yes, there will be a trios match at all out. However, he didn't specify who the trio was going to be as Wardlow and FTR will be facing not just Jay Lethal, but also the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, which I'm super fucking pumped about with one big, massive issue. Jay Lethal? Yeah, why the fuck are they even doing that? <laughs> Have Wardlow murder someone else in a singles match. Let's do FTR and Motor City Machine Guns. I, I don't disagree. What's the relationship between... The Motor City Machine Guns, Lethal and uh, Sanjay. Well, Sanjay missing? goes back with them from Impact. Okay, all right. I forget. Yeah, he was an Impact, wasn't he? Yeah, he was an Impact, and he was uh, a producer at Impact for ages. So, gotcha. Like they came up in the X Division together in the early aughts, and then. Gotcha. Uh, you know. Okay. So I, I I can understand why they would do that, but still, I am so close to having an FTR Motor City Machine Guns match. <laughs> And I'm fine with Wardlow being there, but there's a perfectly good Kushida in this country, and you're giving me Jay Lethal. Is he? Is he? I mean, I know he still lives here. Yeah, but he didn't he resign with New Japan? He resigned with New Japan, but he's been working Impact. In fact, this past week on Impact, oh. he teamed with the Machine Guns. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's 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 a the great Motor piece. City Time Machines. They were calling themselves. Love it. But instead. Jay Lethal. I mean, you know. There's a lot I can talk about with AEW in 2022 that ends with, but instead, Jay Lethal. 
Sad but true. Really don't care. I mean, you know, once Ring of Honor gets something going, if I, you know, yeah, who knows at this point? Yeah, it's starting to look, it's starting to get a little hinky with uh, the situation here with Ring of Honor. I'm curious. Uh, I would like some. Hopefully, at the scrum, somebody asks about Ring of Honor, and Tony gives a little bit more detail as to what uh, we may expect from them yeah. uh, coming up soon. Um. Then we had the Thunder Rosa promo talking about she, how she was uh, relinquishing the title and we're going to have the interim match. But she's not relinquishing it. Right, right. Uh, even she seemed unclear as to what was happening there. Yeah, and that's part uh, of the problem. And then we had, and here's another one of those things where I just like, you had me and then you lost me. So it's Colton Gunn against Billy Gunn. Uh-huh. Match was fine. Colton ends up beating Billy. That's fine. The acclaim run out. That's fine. They have Swerve and Our Glory run out. Yeah. And the end result of them running out and getting in the face of the gun club is, as mentioned in a promo later in the night, we're going to have Swerve and Our Glory at the pay-per-view defend the tag belts against the Acclaimed, the team they just saved. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves the Acclaimed, though. I mean, I have nothing against the acclaimed, and and I thought the idea of uh, that they were pushing of, you know, they are the the homegrown AEW tag team against you know two guys who came from the other place. I think that's compelling, but I also felt like for the past few weeks we've been building towards Andrade and Roosh against Swerve and Our Glory, which sounds like an infinitely better match. <sighs> I mean. And that's that's no slight on the acclaimed. I I think Caster's a great personality. And I think Bowen's is going to blow us all away one day. But fuck, that's not what I wanted. That's fair. Yeah, I can't argue with that. It didn't make a ton of sense. But you know, at least it's not swerving our glory versus ass boys. I mean, that could have been a lot worse. My my primary concern is either they can get added to the match or something else between now and Wednesday or now and Sunday. Shush 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 shush. United Empire and Death Triangle were backstage as uh, Tony Schiavone stood between them and they cut promos against each other. More promos from Pac, please. I mean, yeah. God. I don't know a fucking thing he's saying, but it sounds good. It's very convincing. Yeah. Very convincing. Yeah. And less promos from Will Ospreay, as we learned. For, <laughs> Come on, <that>. bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. Hey, bro. He's not smart. He, he is as dumb as he yeah. is a good wrestler. It's like, is this, am I watching Attack the Block or am I watching Moses? AEW? Hey, Moses! <laughs> Which reminds me, I should rewatch Attack the Block. That movie's fantastic. I should always rewatch Attack the Block. <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Kylan King, which was fine. Britt followed up by talking about that Rosa had to vacate the title, but she wrestled her entire reign with a broken wrist. Broken freaking wrist. Uh, so, again, let us not forget. The old Chris Jericho adage as Britt continues to bury the entire women's division every single time she has a microphone, making it so that anytime she wins, it means fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't bury Jamie Hayter, so. Yet. Well, they yeah. They haven't turned against each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think Jamie, there's more juice from Jamie Hayter winning because then Britt's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then they have a program against Yeah, but then other. she'll make fun of her British accent and her teeth and something else. And then it'll be like, oh, boy, you just beat a, what, a, a British stereotype? Like, yeah. The, the big book of British smiles. Uh, Swerve to my glory and her claim were backstage as we were talked about. And then we had 
your big angle of the week, the highest uh, viewership moment of the week, the bit that everyone hasn't stopped talking about since, John Moxley, CM Punk, undisputed AEW World Championship match yeah. that ended in a brisk three and a half minutes. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it went on at nine o'clock. Yeah. You know, they were touting this as the biggest match in AEW history. Yes. Uh, or at least Dynamite history. Yeah. And putting it on at nine o'clock. With My another, gut instinct uh, was we're getting some time here. Well, yeah, because there was only, I think, maybe one other announced match. The, yeah, which the, was the, the, trios, the trios match. match. Which got a lot of time is in and of Sure, itself. sure. But, and uh, you know, we, we were texting back and forth about this. If I'm promoting a match as the biggest match in Dynamite history... We're putting it on at nine o'clock and not in the main event. Yeah, definitely weird. Yeah. Although That's I think the if they had put it on later in the show, knowing it was only going three minutes, it would have looked hinky. I, I, I think that was the. Well, they've been doing the we're going to stay with this match as long as it needs sort That's of situation. And fair. it very well could have gone, you know, a little bit over. But but yeah, it was that was that was red flag number one. Yeah. And then the match happened and Mox beat the fucking piss out of Punk. Yeah, well, I mean, and the whole angle is Punk went for the the high kick and yeah. rolled his foot or rebroke his foot or yeah, yeah, posted you know. on the bad foot, went down. Yeah, Moxley hits Death Rider. Two does of them. the it uh, does the hammer and anvil yeah, elbows yeah, yeah. and hits another Death Rider. Right, and and again, I get it. Mox and Punk are both apparently like uh, TK in that they're big MMA guys, so yeah. they understand like a flash victory like sure, that sure. can mean a lot and this apparently was a, a storyline that mox had uh had pitched like this match happening here and the way to happen. <laughs> you don't say <laughs> he, he had pitched it um and punk was pitching this uh well i will just say i thought it was incredibly effective because sure. moxley looked like a fucking king winning in that match yeah like we talked last week the idea of how he just seemed like the absolute baddest motherfucker in the world when Still did, Punk yeah. got in his face. Even more so. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game, set, match. He is the baddest motherfucker on the planet now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was very interesting, again, <laughs> seeing the crack AW medical team pulling Punk out by his bad foot, quote unquote bad foot. Um, it was just very interesting to see how the whole angle played out. Um I don't know how the hell they're going to build this back up for Sunday because as of Thursday morning, Dave Meltzer was saying it's still the main event. Well, I mean, I guess what it's going to be is punk going against doctor's orders being, you know, um, uh, embarrassed by, you know, the, the showing that he put out on Wednesday. Yeah. That's not the way I'm, I'm, I lose this title. I'm, I'm, I have more fight in me sort of situation, you know, and goes I'm against doctor's do orders. Chicago. Right. This is my hometown. I'm, I'm not walking out of Chicago without the AEW championship sort of thing. And yeah. then, you know, they do it like that is what I'm guessing. Yeah. I, yeah. Know, there now, could be a number think- of ways to get there do you think punk goes heel as in let me put it this way do you think he goes because we've seen in aew you can be a heel everywhere else but a face in your hometown punk's not going to get booed in chicago he's not getting booed in chicago but do you think punk cheats to win in chicago uh i don't know I, i honestly don't know if they if this match happens you know honestly i think the the smarter pick is moxley uh okay. to go okay um but 
it could be one of those if Mox wins, we riot situations, and they don't do it to avoid such, yeah. such a uh, my, you know, my contentious gut crowd. Is Punk does something nefarious to win, he will still get cheered in Chicago. He gets a new straight edge society situation happening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That that is that is where I think this is going. Okay. Um, and you know we can speculate more next week because we'll be able to record before the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Sunday. Um, but I, I have, have a feeling that there's more to this. Uh, and I think having Mox win this way is sort of uh he's going to go into this as the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Sure. And if he loses, yes, he lost, but he didn't lose in the most, uh, typical of ways. And he's still the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. So. Yeah. There are ways to still make Mox look strong. Um, anyway, Christian was backstage. He said uh, he'll give uh, Jungle Boy the match at the Pape. So we got that going on. Mm-hmm. Then Ricky Starks came out, and he, you know, people have said it for years, even us on the podcast. He's got a little bit of The Rock in him. Sure. He's got yeah. a little bit of Ric Flair in him. He went full, let's just call it Dwayne Flair, yeah. on Wednesday. <laughs> he was yelling. He was screaming. He was a ball full of emotion and rage. He was tearing off his $500 T-shirt. Uh, Starks was on fire. Yeah. It, I have no notes. Zero yeah. notes to yeah. Ricky Starks. And I recognize he's not in the mix right now, but I said it when my concern was, hey, uh, Cody is undoubtedly going to get in guys' ears and bring them over to WWE. And that's when the green, uh, the, yeah. me, the grass looked a lot green or a lot less green. Um, fucking do something, Tony. Like strap pay this man, yeah. strap him up. He is ready to be the guy. Oh, yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. And I was talking with uh with with Mark, with Mark about this the other day about how you know the original pillars of AEW are all you know either have shown ass or are missing because yeah, yeah what MJF MIA yeah Jungle Boy can't pr- cut a promo to save his life. No. Darby Allen, you know, is doing Darby things, but never really, you know, got above the TNT title and is basically a stunt performer at this time, which is a shame. And and Sammy Guevara is just trouble, trouble, trouble. Yes. You know, then those were your four original pillars. Yeah. And and it's time to build that next group of pillars. And one of them is undoubtedly absolute Ricky Starks. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no notes. Like I said, I have no nothing nothing to to or that irks me about Ricky Starks right now. I will be irked if Hobbs wins, but yeah. D- d- well, I assume the match is how. happening. Yeah, yeah he said yeah. It, he, he wants it all out, and uh, right, that's that's undoubtedly where it's happening. Moxley was backstage, right. uh, cutting a promo. It started with, "Oh, I'm sorry," was not not at, not how it was supposed to go. Great, great line. Great line. Top, top marks. Uh, he says he's professional wrestling. He's not just some guy. He's the guy, and that his time was now. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, Mox's uh, Mox's post win, post title win promos are, are are just ten out of ten. Things of beauty. And then we had our speaking of things of beauty, we had our main event, United Empire against Death Triangle. By God, with one massive glaring note, absolute match of the year contender, and some of the. Greatest, most innovative, most bleeding edge professional wrestling you will see on your television this year. I mean, you put Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix in a ring together and you're going to get magic. Yeah. Especially when they're both healthy. Yes. And this is exactly what we got. Yeah. And and that's not including 
uh, Pac, who is on the top of his game right now. And Penta, who looks great as well. Yeah, Penta was not in hand gesture mode. He was in worker mode. Right. And Aussie Open, probably two of the best tag workers going on the planet today. They hung the whole way. Uh, This was phenomenal. Uh, incredible dives, the fucking Sky Twister press that mm-hmm. Osprey did to the floor was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, the the uh, double team maneuvers, both from uh, the Lucha Bros and Aussie Open, yeah, out of this world. Really, the only problem was, and I get that they were paying off a months-long storyline. Yeah. Fucking Kip Sabian is the one who causes Pac to lose and yeah. he's not part of the United Empire? Yeah. Yeah. He's just a guy? Is that fucking box. box head guy sitting in the front row? That yeah, the that's mega egregious and the fact, you know, I'm starting to take it personally about how the Death Triangle are booked cuz these are some of the best wrestlers, some of the, the most naturally coolest fucking dudes on the roster, yeah. and they can't win a fucking match to save their lives, and it pisses the fuck, pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, I don't blame you. Absolute bullshit. But United Empire wins, and we're getting United Empire against the Elite, which will rule. And I get that. Yeah. And I know we've had Bucks versus Lucha Brothers a whole bunch of times, and we've had Pack versus Kenny Omega before. One of the best matches of that year. Yeah, I, I, but. Would I scoff at seeing that again? No. No. Would Would it have made more sense to have put Death Triangle on the other side of the bracket and, you know, have them in the finals? Uh, you know, and I know they're probably going to do some kind of hangman thing for the Dark Order. And it's, you know, hangman and Dark Order against the elite for the, you know, trios titles at all out. And, yeah. you know, big, you know, big story there. But, man, it's just the, the Death Triangle has been like the trio yeah, and they get fucking jobbed out here, and it's just kind of it, it. It irks me. I'm irked, understandably, because those are your boys right there. It'd be I no mean, different than if they were for me. If they were fucking punking out Eddie Kingston every single major match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. My, my I wear my heart on my sleeve with my Lucha Bros and, spe- and Pack too. So I, you know, I it, it just gets me all fired up. It's very frustrating. Well, hey, let's talk about the show that you've been waiting for. Page was taped this week, mm-hmm. uh, and we got more trios action at the top of the show as it was the Dark Order of Ten, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds defeating House of Black. House of Black with Julia Hart uh, advancing in the trios title tournament. Fun match. The only thing I didn't love is House of Black lost due to Miro distraction. Yeah, that's a, the number of uh, roll-up distractions uh, this yeah. week, and they usually don't do those. So. A little strong. Yeah, little don't. little strong. Yeah. Don't care that they've been doing that, uh, you know, at this frequency. It's a very, it's a cheap WWE storytelling Maybe, device. I mean, they did just hire a whole bunch of agents from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe Pat Buck is uh, more a problem than a help. I don't know. Uh, Lexi Nair interviewed Hook, who said he didn't care about 2.0 challenging for the FTW title. So then 2.0 came in afterwards and challenged him once more. So Yeah, well, while, while Hook was like, no doubt, just off screen. Like, there's no way Hook didn't hear what they were saying. Because <laughs> he legitimately walked off screen. And then two seconds later, yeah. Cool Ange and uh, whatever the fuck the other guy's name is. Um, Daddy Magic? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Sports and Diners. Uh, Aaron Diner. Yeah. yeah. Did their whole annoying shtick. 
We had two squashes back-to-back, which, again, speaks to the repetition problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wardlow killed Ryan Nemeth to retain the AEW TNT Championship, and Powerhouse Hobbs defeated someone named Ashton Day, who is not related to me. (laughs) Okay, all right. I was going to ask about that. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, also, you and your uh, elusive wrestling family, the the Day Dynasty, yes. much like the Anawais. Yeah. Hey, hey, I I have a cousin who gets shouted out by William Regal every week now. So <laughs> got that going for him. Um, uh, we had the AAA mixed tag team titles is line on the line as Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho, which I guess will be the blow off for that story. Fine, whatever. <laughs> We had Punk talking about his injured foot with the trainers after his match on Dynamite, which okay. was a big nothing burger. Yep. Something they promoted large. But it's okay, because the main event was Claudio Castagnoli defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Dustin Rhodes in a great fucking match. It was a good match. But uh, I, I, it, I just... It, it, it just wasn't necessary. No, it's, it's, it wasn't necessary. Like, of all the people on the roster yeah. that you could have put in a Ring of Honor title match against Claudio, fucking Dustin's the guy you go to? And no disrespect to Dustin. He's had a legendary career. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't fucking move the needle for me. And it was fine. It was finally worked. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, he's showing every bit of his age these days. You know, he's yeah. blown up and slowed down. And, like, yeah. okay, I... And I wouldn't expect him to be, you know, especially in the ring of Claudio, who's a fucking machine, you know, yeah. to to, you know, be able to to, you know, go foot for foot and tit for tat and everything with them. But, yeah, it was a fine match, just completely unnecessary. Claudio, by the way, on the A show of AEW, hey, EW this week. Yes, uh, I haven't watched it yet. A busy day, but looking forward to it. Claudio is filled with dad jokes, in case you're wondering. Oh, I know that I know about him from the up, up, down, down stuff that I that I had watched. He's okay. king of dad jokes. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this week, it's all in Chicago, live dynamite, live rampage. And then the pay-per-view on Sunday. All we have officially for dynamite on Wednesday that sounds like we're going to have the United Empire against the elite right now. All we have for dynamite on Wednesday is a John Moxley promo. Brian Danielson against Jake Hager Ugh. and Britt Baker and Jamie Hader against Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida as a preview to the right. uh, interim women's title match. They've okay. got a hell of a card lined up for All Out. I mean, everything except for the main event seems to be in place. Danielson versus Jericho, the Trias Championship Finals, interim women's title match, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, FTR Wardlow against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, the Casino Ladder Match. Which I'll ask you about in just a moment. I didn't even know that was happening. Yes. Uh, World Tag Team titles, Sorvin' Our Glory against the Acclaimed, and Ricky Starks against Powerhouse Hobbs. Imagine Mox and CM Punk on top of that. It is a great card on paper, but, God, we really need to come in hot on this one. Yeah. I do want to ask you, Casino Ladder Match, who do you think will be in it? Oh, boy. You know what? I'll make it easier. Who do you think will win it? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of who isn't on the card who has been had anything going for him recently. Um, and I'm coming up short off the top of my head without looking at a lineup of people here. Oh, just fucking Penta. I don't know. I got nothing. Who do you think? What do you got? Will there be a wild card? I'm better than you. Uh, and you know it. I, I think it's time to pull that trigger. 
Okay. If they're going to pull that trigger, do it in Chicago and build a fucking MJF versus CM Punk. Let's do the fucking thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, where else can they go on the program? I feel like they kind of, ex- you know, I mean, clearly a lot of shit has happened since then. Yes. Yes. But so. they really got deep and dirty into it last time. I mean, the only other thought I have is given that John Moxley ended his championship promo by saying it wasn't just anyone's time, that his time was now. And also, given that HBO Max really needs a push right now, what I would give <laughs> for the now arena to just have. Do you really want to, do you really want to taste that? Oh, my God. Wow. Is, I think, is he still under contract with WWE? I, I think he is. And some he, fucking, like, he went to he went to Vince's birthday dinner this week. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's yeah. still in the mix. But yeah, just say let's just have John come out in the peacemaker mask, stick that AEW title between his butt cheeks and call it a night. That's Forget that. Be. Judo master for uh casino battle royale. <laughs> let's go. That's Kota Ibushi popping up <laughs> as a judo master. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Roughhouse Rough pod. uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Roughhouse podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Skeezy Larry Productions, in association with the Secret Keepers Foundation, presents World Pervert Wrestling's... Dino-mania. You'll shiver beneath the covers as you watch the Creeper meet Uncle Larry in an innocence on a pole match. I got a huge bag of candy for ya. Dino-mania. Get ready to reach for your pepper spray as the WPW tag team belts are on the line when the Mountain Men take on the inappropriate siblings. Come on, show us yours first. <laughs> Dino-mania. And in our main event of the night, have those restraining orders ready because Willie Windowless Van Thrust goes head-to-head with Roofy Rick. There you go. Drink up. <laughs> Diddlemania. World Pervert Wrestling's Diddlemania. Available on Craigslist Pay-Per-View and in Highway Rest Stops everywhere.